It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio, linking business education and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, BETF Executive Director is Wayne Hicks. Produced by Michelle F. Ortman. Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BBPA Education and Technology Foundation, BBPAI Radio, linking business education and technology. Join us on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BBPA. Well, good evening and welcome to the 33rd episode of BBPAI Radio Show. As you can tell from the baritone in my voice, I am not Fran McNeil, your normal host. Uh, Fran is unavailable tonight, and so your guest host is Wayne Hicks. I am the executive director for the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation and very, very proud to be the uh, producer of this biweekly radio show in which we try to link business, education, and technology and in which we try very, very hard to share information that will be of value to our listeners as they try to advance their careers in the information technology industry. We are very excited today to have two outstanding guests who you will get a chance to talk to and chat with and interact with. One of them is our president from the Atlanta chapter. Her name is Felicia Jones, and I'll tell you more about her shortly. And the other is from the northwest part of the United States, out in the Portland, Oregon area, and her name is Dina Perot. And uh, we're very, very excited to hear from both of them. So we'll get started in just a moment. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, well, let's get started and waste no more time. We'll go with our first guest. Let me say hello and make sure that she is with us. She is the... Chapter President from the BDPA Atlanta chapter, a chapter that has proved itself to be one of the most dynamic chapters in the nation this year under her leadership. Her name is Felicia Jones. Felicia, are you with us? I am here, Wayne. We are very excited to have you. I'm going to tell our listeners that you are in your daytime job, a manager for Macy's Systems and Technology obviously down in the Atlanta, Georgia area. More importantly, for purposes of this show, you are in your 10th month as the president of the BDPA Atlanta chapter, where you're responsible for leading the chapter and ensuring that the vision and mission of BDPA are being effectively realized and executed. 
Your chapter has been committed under your leadership to what you tended to call building and growing a stronger BDPA, and you placed a strong emphasis on career-enhancing programs for your membership and for the community. And that's resulted in attracting and retaining a growing number of members. You are one of the largest chapters in the nation. And you're committed to developing your members with technical skills and business savvy and personal growth. I've noticed uh, outside from watching from afar of what's been going on in Atlanta, Felicia, that you've been very, very aggressive in communicating your chapter vision, your chapter programs, the success stories of your membership through webinars and social media and your redesigned website, uh, www.atlantabdpa.org. It's my view, and I've been in BDPA for many, many moons, that you are one of our brightest stars, and I'm looking forward to the insights that you'll be sharing with us today. And so maybe I'll start with our first question, Felicia, and just, just wondering, what attracted you to BDPA, and what keeps you so actively engaged? Well, Wayne, first I want to thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, I'll give you that payment later for saying all those wonderful things about me. (laughs) But um, what actually attracted me to BDPA, um, to be honest with you, I didn't know who or what BDPA was. And uh, that's a terrible thing uh, because it's such a great organization in itself. But I first heard about BDPA from my company, uh, Macy's Systems and Technology, the IT division for Macy's, Inc., um, through their diversity initiative. So they wanted to be able to um, boost their diversity scorecard by affiliating themselves with um, a black IT organization. So they sent out information about BDPA itself, and they were going to sponsor some membership. So I said, okay, what is this organization? So I went out there online searching for it, um, read its mission statement and why it was created, and decided to go to the very first meeting. And at that very first meeting, that is where I met Teresa Williams, who is uh, currently the South Regional VP. And at that time, she was the Atlanta chapter president. Uh, at the meeting, she was so passionate in what she was delivering and speaking about the organization itself it raised my eyebrow, and it made me want to come back again. So I actually got Teresa's number that night. We communicated um, several times before the next meeting, and I went to the next meeting, and again, she had the same passion about the organization. I began to learn more about BDPA and its uh, mission and saw how Teresa was trying to uh, ensure that Atlanta lived up to that mission of what the national organization uh, was founded upon. Uh, from there, I had been hooked, and I would say it was because of Teresa Williams and her passion, and that that is what attracted me to BDPA. Um, even though I wanted to be affiliated with a black organization itself, and there are so many that are out there, black IT organizations, but why it was founded and Teresa Williams' passion for the organization is, is truly what um, attracted me. And what keeps me involved with it is because of the organization's mission and why it was founded. That's excellent. I'm curious. Um, a lot of our chapters around the nation, the chapter leaders, talk about the difficulty that they have in 
in, in finding active volunteers. And you're saying that, that your, first your company giving it the, the, the stamp of approval by sending out that message to you, you know, through their corporate means. And then an individual within BDPA, Teresa, a leader within BDPA, uh, you know, really inspiring you to a certain extent. I'm, I'm curious, did she, did she ask you to be a volunteer on any particular activity or was it just hearing her talk? How, how, did, how did that engagement at that level begin? Well, first, um, you know, as stated, I say after the meeting, because of her passion and uh, the different things that she was trying to do within the Atlanta chapter, and at the time the Atlanta chapter numbers had uh, fallen below, I believe, 50, 50 active members. And um, once she explained to me what the organization was about, to have more people like herself or myself involved in IT to get us educated, to get us to that boardroom, uh, to get the word out to the other ones that we, we can do and achieve what our peers who are of a different ethnic, ethnic background can do. Um, and then when I came out to the next meeting, she did, you know, ask me to volunteer, to become more active within the organization itself. She said, you know, here's a list of the different uh, roles and responsibilities. Look at this and see if there's anything that piques your interest. Uh, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to build up this organization. We're trying to get our name out, and we're trying to get more of us involved. And I took home the information. I took home the um, paperwork. I called her. I asked her what does this position entail, and the position was uh, VP of Member Management. And... Uh, okay. She explained. She explained what it was, and I, I came back and I said, I would like to apply for that position. I think I can help uh, grow and build uh, the organization from that that position. That is that is excellent. I think that's one of the things that I'm hoping that the chapter leaders that hear this will get. One is it's great to get that stamp of approval from a from a potential member's employer. That's that's an important factor. And then secondly, when you when you show up at your first BDPA event, it's great to see energy and passion from the people that are at that event. And then it's great when those those people that are at the event actually talk to you and and um, you know at, you said after the meeting you had a discussion and and then they actually ask if you're interested in doing something where your interests are and, and give you an opportunity. So I, I think those are outstanding best practices. You, you've then moved on from being the VP member management um, and now you've become the chapter president uh, in January of, of this year. And your chapter, as I stated in your intro, has really done some dynamic things. What, um, what, what have you done to try to really grow what you learned from Teresa in, in, under your, your own leadership there with BDPA Atlanta? Um, and uh, what, I, what I've done, I've taken uh, Teresa's passion <laughs> and grown the organization itself. One of the things that, you know, she – taught me was, you know, ensure we have something that people want to come to, come to, to, to be a part of. And, of course, that includes quality programming. So one of the things Teresa did, she would always try to make sure there was good topics and subjects, a reason for people to come out to get in their cars, especially in the Atlanta traffic, and, you know, you know gear through it, veer through that traffic to come to a program one of the things that we've done is to make sure that with the programming we have, it is um, consistent with what's going on in the industry, the latest and greatest IT topics, what are things trending towards, 
what are people looking for? If it's coming from a perspective of a particular skill or if it's coming in perspective to a particular technology itself. We're making sure that we're staying on top of what's going on and happening in IT. That is excellent. Quality programming is, is very, very important. And so I take it that's one of the best practices that you've put, that you've either kept and grown in your chapter, quality programming that attracts people to those face-to-face -face monthly networking sessions that each chapter hosts. What are some other best practices that you, that you think have been worked extremely well for your Atlanta chapter? Well, not only the face-to-face -face program meetings, we've actually uh, used technology in itself to deliver uh, great programming when it comes to webinars um, so that those, those people who aren't able to get in the car and drive to the actual face-to-face -face meetings or who are traveling um, outside of the area uh, for business, they can actually log on. Um, to their computers and see some of the webinars that we have presented. And we've, we've done several things from um, basically um, dealing with big data itself, which we're going to have a webinar on that this month, also from uh, recruiters for telling you what our company is looking for, how you should present yourself, what you should have on your actual resume, uh, from actually doing a, a crash course in SharePoint for teaching yourself uh, SharePoint, which is one of the uh, hottest fields that are out there. We've also did a very first ever web cast of a meeting for uh, the cloud itself, cloud computing. We was able to um, webcast that live, cast it live across all the computers um, in the U.S., and we opened that all of the chapters, not just for the Atlanta area, but to any and all chapters because we are one BDPA. Um, other things that we've done uh, to keep people informed about what we're doing, the different programs, uh, and also helping and assist them wherever they can professionally and technically, we have a lot of programs we've created. We created a Success Alliance program. Um, and that Success Alliance program itself is for professional development. And it's a support group that will help uh, the person define and set their different career and business and academic goals. We've um, incorporated our college liaison program with DeVry uh, University here. And we took our Success Alliance program and uh, we kind of changed up the format a little to um, call it the Youngbloods part of the Success Alliance, whereas we go in and help mentor uh, some of the college uh, students and guide them from their actual college career into their actual professional career. And we also created a Learn by Doing program. This is where we give them an actual project, an actual live project, and they get to step into the various roles from business analyst to project manager, along being the developer and also um, a database administrator, whereas they get to write the requirements from the beginning, uh, so also creating the technical design, also doing testing. So they actually get to get real-life experience on some of the projects that we're doing here uh, with the Atlanta chapter. So we, we've done all kinds of things, all kinds of great programming, having different things to offer uh, the various people 
Um, and it's not just face-to-face. A lot of the stuff that we're doing is via webinar, via conference calls, and we're trying to utilize all the technology that's out there since we are an IT organization. This is the first time I've heard about the, the Youngbloods um, component of your Success Alliance. Do you physically go to a DeVry campus to, to um, work with the, the students there? I guess they're not all young because DeVry is one of those um, kind of adult training as well as young, you know, as well as people that are college age or so. But is that, do you actually physically go to them, or is that something that's done in a different environment? Well, for the initial kickoff of, of the program, we were there in person. Uh, it was a partnership with uh, DeVry uh, University and their um, – IT career uh, department and area, and we um, actually had seven students to participate in the program. They went through a selection process with the VI. Uh, based on that selection uh, process, um, we went ahead and did an introduction of the program with uh, Jacqueline Saunders, who's our VP of Education and Professional Development for the Atlanta chapter and with Derek Brown, who's the VP of Business Management, and the college liaison program falls underneath his area of responsibility. So the initial kickoff meeting was at DeVry for the introduction of the students and the actual program itself. And then from there, it's via conference call uh, once every other week and then uh, throughout this eight-month program, because it's an eight-month program, they meet um, at least once a month, if not, every other month in person. I got you. And I, I think the, the other thing that I got from, from what you said was that this Success Alliance program that you've branded, part of your professional development efforts within your chapter, is that something that you think can be replicated in other chapters around the nation? Yes, it definitely can. Um, it is something that we talked about in the South region with Teresa Williams and the other chapter presidents in the South that we wanted to make sure uh, this program was a success and we got any keep the bugs out, you know, with any program that you kick off and bring for the first time and that we'll be ready to roll it out to the um, South um, region and let them utilize this and then, of course, to the rest of VDPA uh, itself. That is excellent. I appreciate you taking the time to share that information um, with, about what you're doing as a leader in your chapter. You, when you start off, you talked about learning about BDPA from information that was sent out through your employer. How has how being a manager at Macy's Systems and Technology impacted upon your leadership with BDPA and maybe your own professional development within the industry? So for as Macy's Systems and Technology being a manager there, um, and I've been able to utilize a lot of the leadership skills that I've learned from um, MST, the CDPA. And that includes, um, you know, being able to take on or manage <laughs> a, a lot of moving items. So being with Macy's Systems and Technology, as everyone knows, I keep saying Macy's, it's a retail organization and with IT division. So not only is IT forever changing, you have the retail business that's forever changing. So our main goal is to sell shirts, sell shirts, sell shirts, sell shirts. That's keeping it simple. And in order for us to do that and to stay ahead of our competitors, 
we have to utilize the latest and greatest in technology. And in doing that, and with technology changing, we have got to get things out very quickly. So we have to stay focused, you know, keep the eye on the prize, and get it done in a fast, fast pace because you have a short time and a short window. Um, and with BDPA, because of the leadership position is only two years, and that, that's a short amount of time. Anytime you're in a leadership position, especially the president of any organization, two years is a blink of an eye. So Macy's has taught me, the leadership at Macy's has taught me, you know, set those goals, set them quickly, and be able to, you know, um, come up with some of the things that you know you can be able to achieve in a quick, fast, and expedient manner. But also, um, you got to make sure you form a great and dynamic team. Not a good team, but a great and dynamic team that can help you with those goals in that short period of time. So uh, Macy's is really good me for this. That is outstanding. Uh, Felicia, we have a question that's come in from one of the listeners. Um, uh, this is from the 513 area code. And the question is, how is Macy's utilizing the cloud, um, if you know, if, if you can answer that? How are they utilizing the cloud right now? We're, we're utilizing the cloud currently with uh, a lot of the data information that uh, we're utilizing across the various business units. So for our uh, marketing and planners and buyers up in our New York area to make a lot of the decisions that they're doing. A lot of information is stored out there in the cloud, so it can be easily accessible uh, to them at any time uh, because, you know, they don't have time to wait for a lot of our back-end, back, um, batch processing to complete and, and be um, finished on daily or weekly, you know, uh, basis. So a lot of the information we keep out there in the cloud so they can easily assess it, um, um, run uh, their decisions quickly, and be able to make those decisions uh, that affect the business every day. So we're utilizing it. We, we've utilized it for years. A lot of people are utilizing the cloud and have no idea that they are. Thank you very, very much, and we're very appreciative of our users, our online uh, listeners, rather, in the chat area for asking that question. and you for being so responsive. Um, in the final minute that we have left with you, Felicia, would you like to share any final thoughts for our BDPA members, our sponsors, or the listeners here on the show? Now, for the actual members, I know one of the main things that we're focused on uh, within the Atlanta chapter, and I'm sure all the other chapters, and of course nationally, is our numbers. Um, if you are a member and you're out there listening to us right now, and your membership is coming up for renewal, you need to renew. Don't wait for it to expire. Go ahead and renew. I know with today's economy, people are thinking $100 is a lot. It is not. That's an investment in you, an investment in you and your you know, future, your professional development, and $100 is nothing when you're investing into yourself. Um, and then also, uh, once you do renew with the organization or if you're Thinking of not renewing the organization, I, I just want to say you're not doing yourself a justice. Um, 
and don't think of what this organization can do for you or, you know, what is it giving me in return. It only can give you what you put into it. If you're putting something into the organization, you're going to get something out of it. You put in nothing, you're not going to get nothing. And I mean by you volunteering, you giving your time, you sharing your knowledge, you helping to mentor, you help to grow this organization um, to the organization that um, you know it is and will continue to be, which is um, being there to assist us from that classroom to the boardroom. And then for the sponsors who may be listening, um, VDPA is an investment. It's an investment in your current employees and it's an investment in your future employees. So that's one thing that you should think about, uh, especially if you want to continue with um, supporting the uh, national organization itself or even some of the local chapters within your own backyard. So it's an investment in your employees and it's an investment in your future employees. That is outstanding. I truly appreciate you for taking the time to be with us, Felicia, and, and we look forward to having you on board as a guest again in the future. Um, how can folks get in touch with you or with your chapter um, if they are if they are interested in doing so? Uh, you can reach out to me personally at president at atlantabdpa.org, or you can go to our website, as you indicated in the beginning, uh, Wayne, um, at www.atlantabdpa.org, and you will see on a um, About Us page, you'll see all the officers listed. If you're interested in a certain area, you just click on that link. It will send an email uh, to us with any information you want to provide or any questions that you have for us. But it's president at atlantabdpa.org. Thank you again very, very much, Felicia. We truly appreciate you and what your chapter is doing. Um, you're serving as a beacon for, for obviously those in our organization, I think for other um, people of African descent in the IT industry as well. Thank you again, and, and uh, we look forward to talking with you at some point in the future. Hey, thank you, Wayne. Okay. Um, we are going to bring on our next guest, but this is an opportunity for me as the executive director and for the iRadio show to try to encourage all of you that know of anyone in our industry who is either unemployed, underemployed, or simply wants to see how marketable their current skill set is, we would love and invite you to check out our new BDPA job board. It can be found at a very, very easy-to-remember website location, www.itdiversitycareers.com. All one word, itdiversitycareers.com. We just opened that board up a little bit over a month ago. We're very excited because as of earlier today, there are over 450 job openings from all across the nation on our new BDPA job board, and those came from 51 companies that are looking and seeking access to our membership and to our supporters and to the talent within our industry. Too often we hear from an employer point of view that they are not as diverse as they want to be because they can't, quote, unquote, find us. And so BDPA has stepped up with a brand-new job board 
www.itdiversitycareers.com so that these 51 companies and any other company that is so inclined can find us. And so we encourage you to check that out, to uh, put your resume in, over 450 jobs. It is truly an outstanding event. Within the last week, we provided access to United Stationers, a company that's based out of the Chicago area, and to Infosys, a company that is based um, down in the Dallas area with jobs that are open and available nationwide. And so we do want you to check that out on how you have time. We're now going to move on and and introduce to you our next guest. Uh, her name is Dina Parak, and of course she will be able to talk about the industry of information technology and her passions from a number of different perspectives. She has been a frequent conference workshop presenter at annual BDPA conferences on a variety of topics. She is a right, helping the, the, the national organization trying to establish a BDPA chapter in Northwest United States where we currently do not have an active chapter. She is actively engaged in diversity recruitment efforts. And then recently, Dina, who owns her own company, her company is called Mosaic Blueprint, and it is engaged in diversity recruitment and the like. But she recently began to create something that fit and filled a need that she had had to support bringing together of underserved, underrepresented, and unengaged teens through a, 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 a entity that she calls iUrban Teen Summit, iUrban Teen Summit. And through that, she provides all-day technology-focused events that are held on a variety of university campuses. The events are informational, engaging, and if you're working with young people, then they must be fun. And so we look forward to hearing from Dina and hearing her story <laughs> here on the BDPA iRadio show. Dina, how are you this evening? Wayne, I am doing just fine, just fine. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fantastic. And can you for Wonderful. our listeners... For our listeners' viewpoint, because I managed to, to really mess it up, give us the pronunciation of your last name. You know, you really did mess it up, but I said, that's okay. My last name is pronounced Pierrot. Pierrot. Well, I'm going to call mm -hmm. you Dina. Just call me Dina. There you go. I'm going to call you Dina. And I'm going to start you off pretty much the same way we start off most of our guests. What attracted you to BDPA, Dina, and, and why do you stay actively involved? Oh, my gosh, I just love the organization. I really, truly do. There's two organizations that I just love that I feel like family, and, and BDPA is one of them. What tracks me most profoundly um, with BDPA is the organization's high aspirations and its potential to do such great things in technology, especially with the youth. I think that's the first thing I noticed when I first came to the Atlanta conference was that, and that's what touched me the most. And that's actually why I created this iUrban Teen Tech Summit was because of the youth that I saw and was so inspired by at the Atlanta Conference. But I also love how inclusive the organization is, and that's big, especially when you come across the country. You don't know a soul there. You're new. But for people to embrace you and include you in all the activities, to make you feel like you're part of the family, 
that's really big. That's really big for me, and I think that's big for for a lot of people. But I'm going to step back and, and, and go back to even how I learned about BDPA. I was at a networking event, oh, back in like 2007, and someone was talking about BDPA, you know, here in the Portland area. And, you know, we didn't have a chapter here, but they were involved with them on the East Coast. And so I asked them, what is BDPA? And when they explained it to me, I said, interesting. They said, you know, they're going to have a conference coming up soon in Atlanta. You should check it out. I went online. It looked very interesting. And I was thinking about delving into the world of technology recruiting. I hadn't quite done it yet, but I was thinking about it because I know that that was an upcoming, I mean, a very hot industry, especially here in the Pacific Northwest where they call this area the Silicon Forest. Um, So anyway, what I did was I, I, I talked to some of my clients and create a, created a recruiting collaborator with them. So I was actually there at the career fair and representing two organizations here in Portland to do some diversity recruiting. And, um, and that's how I got, I got locked in. You guys are stuck with me for life. You really are, you know, because that's how much I think about this organization. And that's how much the, the, the city around here in the Portland metro area, they think highly about the group as well. So I'm still I'm still trying to get that chapter going. So don't, you know, don't just throw me out to the wolves, Wayne, but it, it's going to happen. I, I am sure it will. And, in fact, I am positive that either on this live broadcast or with the archived version of BDPA iRadio show that goes out, that you will find the, the support, both corporate and other like-minded individuals, over the course of the coming, uh, the coming days and weeks. Um, oh, what, yeah. Go ahead. And that's, you know, I'm on two chief information officer councils, one here in Portland and one in Seattle, Um, basically the only person of color on both those councils, and and I consistently talk about BDPA. So I know that they, and they're very supportive of it, the STEMs, the local STEM chapters, et cetera. Um, So I know that I'll have the support from from that network, but more importantly, I want to make sure I have the support of the technologists of color here in the area, you know, to really get vested in it. That is outstanding. And, and maybe, maybe um, you can help from your perspective as a person who's kind of doesn't have a local chapter that's co-located in your geographic area. Um, what are some innovative ways that you have found and you would suggest for other BDPA members who may not be co-located with a chapter to get the most from their membership? Well, I, you know, the, the networking opportunities alone are, are phenomenal. And so I'm coming, I'm a member as, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. Um, I don't work in technology for a company, so I'm one of the entrepreneurs that, that's on board. And this the networking alone is phenomenal. You know, to really, they really support, if you're a business owner out there listening, um, the, the organization supports your business. At the conferences, they have an entrepreneur show, showcase for you, for you as a member to really care. They really care in, in, with, with ensuring that you succeed. Now, what I would think of some innovative ways that which business owners can work with BDPA and, and, and support that membership is how do we collectively as entrepreneurs from the, you know, that's not working in directly in technology, how can we create um, different avenues for um, or projects for BDPA within our organizations or within our cities? Um, I would like to see like some co-branding, you know, happening with 
my with Mosaic Blueprint and BDPA. We both do. You have the job board. Now I do diversity recruiting. What could we, what could we create, innovative thing that we could create that will co-brand my company and co-brand BDPA? So just some ideas for some business owners. As far as um, other members of BDPA, I would think that even creating something in your city, within your chapters, and I was listening to Felicia talking about some of the things that they're doing in Atlanta, um, very innovative things. Uh, more projects like that just to kind of get the, to keep the members, local members engaged on some type of project working together. I don't know. I mean, there's so many ideas. I'm an idea generator. Give me a few more minutes and I'll think of something how BDPA can conquer the world, Okay. I hear you, and I'm going to come back to you on that offline. I will make you one <laughs> online. I'll make you one online commitment as an entrepreneur in support of Mosaic Blueprint, um, and that is if you are if you are interested, we would be most happy for you to to actually have a 30 second audio clip um, advertisement about Mosaic Blueprint or I Urban Team Summit, but I think more about the. Uh, uh, trying to help your company, which you were talking about, co-branding as an entrepreneur. Uh, if you're interested in doing that, then I'll make that offer to you, and and we'll have oh, your oh, let's do it. We'll have your you know, ad going on the the World Wide Web uh, on our next show. Oh, let's do it. That'll be exciting. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate it. I truly appreciate it. We had talked earlier during the intro about um, a passion, and you've talked about how. You, you really wanted to see the young people, and, you're, and that really kind of enthused you about what you saw at one of the BDPA annual conferences was the work that the organization does with young people. What, mm-hmm. what, what was your, your core you know, inspiration, if you will, behind creating? And, and tell some more about the iUrban Teen Summit. Well, you know, it's a number of things. First, first BDPA triggered the thought. You know, uh, when I saw those kids, when I saw all those kids from around the country, getting so vested and interested in in technology. But then when I came back, I knew that it was going to take a while for me to get BDPA going here, but I didn't want our youth to wait a long period of time. Um, Now, so there's a couple of things. There's there's the spark that I got from BDPA. I'm also a commissioner here in the state of Washington on the Commission on African-American Affairs, and all of our ethnic commissions are looking at the achievement gap issue. So then I had that, you know, in the back of my mind, and then working with these chief information officers, I was like, okay, how could I create something that would try to create a technology support uh, spark for some of our more marginalized youth? I didn't want the A, B, and C students. I wanted the D and F students, the ones that are a little bit more marginalized, maybe at risk of dropping out of high school, simply because they may not be engaged or they may not feel valued. No one's taken the time to show them or expose them to this world of technology where there's so many possibilities for them. So that was that was the, the, the reasoning behind creating iUrban uh, Team Tech. I, um, so I got a group of folks together, some CIOs here locally, and they love the idea. And so we started off kind of a grassroots kind of effort. Um, we first launched on the campus of Washington State University of Vancouver last year. We had over 100 teens that signed up, and we had kids, and it was an eclectic mix of ethnicities. We had kids from the foster care system, um, et cetera. Uh, 
and some of the parents, because I always invite the parents, because I always feel like you want to honor the fa- the families, the parents as well, as coming if they if they want to and see what the, their kids are learning. So we had about maybe 20 or 30 parents that, that came along as well, and our volunteers. Whole day is infused. It's fast-paced. It's different. We have different workshops on gaming, careers in gaming, careers in cybersecurity, um, careers in digital animation, and then we have other companies come in, like we had Nike come in during the lunch hour and then show the kids how Nike uses this technology, you know, in their in their organization. Then we have a World Cafe in the afternoon where we get the kids in focus groups and have them brainstorm. A lot of these kids have never even been in focus groups, you know, so they're 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 learning something. You know, they don't realize they are, but they are. They're learning how to brainstorm, focus, collaborate, teamwork. Um, but we ask them the questions, what did they learn earlier that day? How can they apply that? You know, would they be interested in a, techn- a career in technology? And where do they think technology is headed? You know, and we sit back and listen to them. So that was the, the first day, uh, the first event. Then we had another event on the campus of University of Portland, uh, but this time we included in a Chief Information Officer Roundtable. So when the kids are off doing their workshops, we have some of our local CIOs and parents, shoulder to shoulder, talking about now how do we create and engage these kids into technology? How do we create that diverse talent pipeline? And CIO, how are you going to make sure you keep the door open when they're ready to come to you for that job? You know, so we're sitting there brainstorming on, okay, how can we do this? You know, what can we do? And that gets the CIOs vested into the program because they actually sit there and see these kids and talk to them. You know, so they're excited about it. So that's one piece that we've added in, and now we also added in tech tours. After the event, during the school year, some of the students from University of Portland will escort our kids to different organizations um, like Nike, Intel, Genetech, to see how their technology centers function. So we're just expanding. Every time I have one, I throw something else new in there. That is outstanding. That the idea of of, of of getting those local CIOs engaged with these young people. I think getting the thing them engaged. That, um, I, I think mm-hmm. the Go thing ahead. that um, I'm looking at in the chat room, and one of the things that uh, uh, the listeners have been very very pleased to hear from you is the fact that you are focusing on those 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 marginalized students, those students that are running the risk of dropping out of school or of not being able to, quote, unquote, win the future. Um, exactly. You call them the students that are getting, you know, grades in the D and F area. Um, too often folks like to, to skim the cream of the crop and work with the exactly. A student, and and there are so many others that also need our support. And uh, so I think it, I, I can see in our chat room that that has had an impact on on the folks that um, uh, that are they're talking in there. Um, well, exactly. Well, you know, just if I want to, if I can add something else in there, I was invited. I feel like Forrest Gump in a way because I end up at these things, and I'm like, how did I get here? But I was invited to the White House had a a small gathering last year on the campus of Portland State and, and Portland State University. You know, closed invite only session, about 50 people in the room, and there was all these CEOs from all these different companies. They had a panel talking about that we have to get our kids more into the engineering and technology sectors because for us to be competitive as a country, we've got to steer them in that direction. But, Wayne, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, these folks are talking about those kids that already kind of have a path. You know, they're talking about those A-B students that parents are, you know, 
like, I don't have to worry about Junior because they're going to be going off and be the president of the United States or whatever. And so after the event, I went up and I talked to one of the president's aides, and I told him, I tell everybody this story. They're probably, if, if some of my friends are listening, she could, they're probably like, oh, there she goes, you know, with that story. But I went up to one of the president's aides, and I said, you know, this is a great conversation, but, you know, we hear this a lot. I said, but, you know, I'm just concerned because the students that they're talking about already have a, a succession plan pretty much in line for them. But I said, but for me, for us to truly stay competitive as a country, we got to reach to those other layers, the layers that they can't even talk to, you know, for us to truly be, and think about that, for us to truly be competitive as a country, we need to go to go to those other layers and bring them, share them the, the technology world and other careers, you know, out there. So that's my, that's my passion. Wayne, I think I lost you. No, I was talking with Muton. Um, your passion is very, very evident in, in what you've communicated, both content and also, and also just the, the, the tenor of your voice. We can, we can almost feel it on this end of the, um, uh, on this end of our, of our. Ever, ever. Um, you have a nationwide audience, Dina. Are there ways that we can support either your business, Mosaic Blueprint? or your passion, the iUrban Teen Summit? The iUrban Teen Summit is the one that I would, would love the support from the BDPA chapters from across the country because not only are we here at uh, – I'm getting requests to have them at different university campuses, and I say university campuses because I want these kids to feel in and breathe in what that feels like to be on a university campus. Um, so – now I have um, some lined up, University of Portland again, Willamette University in Salem, the University of Washington in Seattle, Chico State University in California. I also have on the parking lot the University of Sao Paulo in Brazil. Um, but I need help. I need help, uh, especially when it's in different cities, from I hope it would be the BDPA chapters that can help with some of that outreach, with helping to find those students uh, to get them there and ha help me with some of the workshops. That is outstanding. The, the um, membership and those leaders around the country are hearing your message either live, uh, they're in our chat room, or um, they'll hear the archive version. Um, how can they get in touch with you if they do want to provide you with that support and encouragement? Well, you can um, a couple of ways. Um, you can go to the website, iurbantech.com, and there's a contact page uh, that they can reach me there. Or you can reach me at, um, email me at Dina, D-E-E-N-A, at mosaicblueprint.com. That is outstanding. Uh, any yeah. last uh, words that you want to share with us um, this evening? Um, uh, yeah, last thoughts would be for everyone who, if you're not a BDPA member already, please become one. And think about what you can do to help grow the organization. I am, like I said, I am so in love with this group of people. Um, anytime I need in, any information, I shoot Wayne an email. He responds back immediately, always willing to help. You know, um, And I just think about some of the presidents that have been involved 
with the organization since I've been there and all the innovative things. I think right now is a wonderful time for uh, BDPA because of the leadership that you currently have and all the outstanding things that are happening. Um, and for the sponsors, you can go, you cannot do wrong by supporting and being a sponsor of this organization. If you are, if you are truly vested in, in growing your, your, your employee base and just having them share this network, then, then continue to support them. One of the other things that I really enjoyed, you know, being here in the Pacific Northwest is very, you know, homogeneous and, um, you don't have that many people of color compared to the other metropolitan cities. And for to go to a BDPA conference and you're amongst your peers and your peers look like you and they're inclusive and they're doing things and they're brainstorming with you, it's, it's priceless, totally priceless. Those are my, my final thoughts. Thank you so much, Dina. I uh, look forward to working with you. I'll get with you offline for your advertisements on a future BDPA iRadio show, and you have a fantastic uh, fantastic evening. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You have an amazing week. Take care. Thank you. You know, we have Bye-bye. a surprise guest. We have a surprise guest for folks. Uh, um, she has called in. I guess she, her, her, how they say, your ears must be burning. Um, you heard earlier our Atlanta chapter president talking about how she learned about the BDPA through Teresa Williams. You heard our second guest, Dina, talking about how she learned about BDPA and, and really got jazzed by going to an annual conference that was held in Atlanta. Well, the young lady that uh, was kind of the common denominator in both of those comments is Teresa Williams, who currently serves as the BDPA South Region Vice President. Teresa, how are you this evening? Good evening, Wayne. Thank you for um, inviting me to dial in. I, just curious, um, you, you, you've heard part of the show, and you've uh, you, you just you know what we're trying to do. Any any words or thoughts that you would like to share with the audience? Um, this has been. I try to dial into as many of the i um, the BDPAI radio shows as I can, but I especially um, rushed home because I knew Felicia was going to be on the show, and I wanted to to support her. It's been a while to get her on here, and I was just she did an outstanding job, and you did a great job as as a moderator. Um, but uh, and Dina, I loved hearing your story and your passion, and uh, you know I was thinking, boy, I wish she was here. <laughs> But we, you know, but um, we definitely you don't have to be in Atlanta to uh, make big things happen in, in BDPA, and, and Wayne is the big thinker. Um, and you had two great guests on tonight. I can see, I can just feel the synergy and energy. So um, I loved it. I'm excited now. I'm pumped up and ready for 2013, and and helping us even grow bigger and better. Anything that you can share with us about? Um Life uh, from the National Board of Directors. You're the representative <laughs> on the National Board from the South Region. Is there anything that uh, you think the audience would like to know? Uh, it has been. Um it has actually been a very good experience. A lot of people fear, uh, shy away from leadership positions because they they um, think it's going to be a lot of work and stress. And uh, you know, I'm not saying it's not been um, a, some work because it takes work to make anything good happen. But it's been a great experience. Um, the chapters that I represent out of the South East region, um, they're all 
working hard. Some, All of them are in different places with their chapter. But the one thing I have found over the last, what, nine, ten months since January taking office, um, I have seen this group of chapter presidents, a uh, core group of about 12, come together. And that was my goal is that we, I wanted them to sh- help each other and not look to national or myself to make things happen for them because that's just not going to work. It works better if you if they work together and, and and share successes and share things that best practices. And um, I'm finally in the last two or three months see them actually networking offline without me having to call a conference call or me directing them to each other. And that's the beauty of it. And that's how BDPA works, and that's how I think we've always worked. We work. Um, you know, one one person at a time, and through that networking, you know, you see the strength in BDPA. I'm excited about I'm excited about next year's conference. Um, this conference this year that was held in Baltimore was um, one of the best that I've attended, and I've been attending. I haven't missed a conference since Detroit. That was my first conference. And, of course, Atlanta, as I will always say, you know, that that was the best one in my heart because it was home. But um, Baltimore was outstanding. And so I just, I, I'm i looking forward to next year in Washington, D.C., and to double our attendance at that, at that conference. Thank you very, very much, Teresa. I appreciate you taking the time to dial in. And, and um, we look forward to having you back as a, as, a, as a full-time guest, if you will, on one of our future shows. Thanks again. Most definitely. Thank you, Wayne. Okay, I'm going to go away for a quick break, and then we'll come back and close out the show. Um, this next uh, uh, advertisement is actually from a BDPA member who owns his own business and is supporting the BDPA iRadio show. And so we have to sell organic loose leaf teas from around the world that are fair trade certified. We also sell teapots and other tea paraphernalia. At Tea Country, we emphasize good taste, good health, and relaxation. Stop by our tea shop in Philadelphia. We're also available 24 hours a day at teacountry.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the real tea experience. All right. That voice that you heard was Howard James. Howard James is a past chapter president in Philadelphia. He owns his own country. His own country. He owns his own company called Tea Country, and and uh, we are hopeful that you will support his business as he has been supporting BDPA. We'd like to thank our guests on the show today. We'd also like to thank those of you that participated in the chat area. Our guests were Fran Fran McNeil was our host who could not be with us. Our guests were Felicia Jones the president of the Atlanta chapter, and also Dina Pirot, who is the chief executive officer for Mosaic Blueprint. Our special guest who came on uh, at the end is the South Region Vice President, Teresa Williams. Again, thank you very, very much for joining us tonight. I would like to express um, my pure joy at and for Fran McNeil, who has uh, for over 30 of these shows, she's been a volunteer hostess. She's done an outstanding job with her set of volunteers. Very, very appreciative of what the BDPA iRadio show 
has become over the the um, last few years or last last year and a half or so. And I hope that you'll come back and listen to our next show. It'll be on Tuesday, October the 23rd. And with that, I wish you a good night. BBPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IP entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BBPAI Radio Show is a regular exchange for BBPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BBPAI Radio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.